You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. Good morning, Path to Purpose peeps. Welcome. It's Tuesday and it's Facebook Live time. And I'm very excited about today's live with two of my favorite peeps, the Porters. It's P-Day. No, I'm kidding. But I am so excited. Celeste and Paul are amazing and I deep waters and I'm super excited for you guys to get to know them a little bit today and to just hear about their journey. I am still so amazed, honestly, at all that God has done in the last year since I met you guys. I was just thinking about it. It was when we were scheduling out our Facebook lives, how it was perfect to squeeze you in before Christmas, because it was just about a year ago that we got connected. And I know my life, say it again, Celeste, what? Well, I actually looked on the calendar from last year, and I have emerged on December 16th, which would be one year tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. And I can tell you, my life has been so enriched by having you guys in it. And I know the entire tribe feels that way. Um, You know, when I love the Holy Spirit, and I love the way, I love the scripture that he says, you know, he sets the members in the body as it pleases him. And so he knows what we need when we need it. And I know when we talk in a moment, I know you guys are going to talk about how much you needed to merge and how much you have grown this year because of the connection. But I just wanted to take a minute just to honor this couple, because I'll tell you, it has been an incredible thing to get to know them, to get to know their family. And if I could have all of our, you know, a bunch of our people on here right now, we could just spend the whole time on this live talking about how amazing they are and how much that they have impacted our lives. I mean, life is better with the porters in it. So that's my introduction today for these two, this couple. Um, and I really can't even believe it's been a year, you guys. Like, I, in one sense, it's gone so fast from my perspective. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but it's like you got on a rocket ship or something. So let's see. Um, talk, just tell us a little bit, Paul, just about where you guys are. Maybe give me a little bit of background because you guys have been walking with Jesus for a long time. And so maybe each of you can kind of talk about your journey up to like us meeting last year. And so I'll give each of you, because each of you will have a a kind of a different perspective on that, but maybe just talk about like your journey with Jesus and yeah, all of that. I'm in my early fifties. I got saved in high school. So, and I really hadn't had any seasons of, of not walking with the Lord since then. So there's been, you know, over 30 years of, of walking with the Lord and hearing from him and, and just, you know, taking one season at a time. And um, <clears throat> and I've been in and out of uh, church leadership in various forms through the years and and um, raised a family and worked and, um, you know, been in the professional world all that time. And um, But I'd always had a sense of having a call in my life to serve the church. And there'd been different opportunities to, 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 uh, fulfill that. Um, but they had all kind of ended badly. (laughs) Um, and those are long stories in and of themselves, but so I had reached the point in my life where, um, my job was just a job and it, it really didn't interest me. I still had this sense of being called to something, um, to serve the church in particular. And um, my kids were mostly grown and um, there just wasn't, I was kind of looking at the second half of my life thinking, well, if this is what it's going to be composed of, this is not going to be much fun. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so there's a, a, you know, a lot of details in there. Obviously it's a long period of time in my life, but um I was just feeling uh, pretty stuck, pretty despondent. You know, a year ago, uh, we also had uh, been able with um, some money given to us through an inheritance, able to buy a rural property and build a house. And 
And we have a big vision for that as far as um, serving the community and, and um, growing things and critters. And, and so I have a lot of ideas. I have books I want to write. I have people I want to talk to. And I was just reaching the point as we um, were headed into uh, fall of last year where it all just felt like work. It felt um, discouraging. Um, nothing we did seemed to work out. Everything seemed to fall apart. Yeah. Um, there was always disappointment. And um, <clears throat> so we, we were in the fall of last year, really just reevaluating a lot of things mm -hmm. and trying to understand, Lord, you know, we thought we were obedient. We thought we, you know, you wanted us to do this. We thought this was going to work out. And, and, um, you know, Celeste can probably talk a little bit about her health issues. And, you know, we thought these would be resolved by now. And, and, um, you know, we, we thought we did our part, uh, and it just hasn't panned out. So, you know, what's the deal, God? Um, so, um, there was just a sense of, of despair and, um, well, maybe just, this is just the way life is, you know, this, this is just, we'll plod along for the next 30 or 40 years and it's just going to suck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, that's a really, really abbreviated version, but that's kind of where our heart was um, last fall when uh, we, um, through your interview with um, John Crowder, we saw this character and thought, well, you know, we thought we knew all these ministry people and, you know, who's this person? And um, we saw Shalice on there and started poking around the internet because, because you can and, and um, uh, looked at your book and uh, talked to uh, Tiffany and um, it just really, there was a connection there with, you know, we've, I felt like we were your textbook case that, you know, there was um, a deposit of the Lord in us that had not been um, able to, to uh, manifest, been able to show its fruit. And there was a, a strong sense of that being there and a conviction that it was there. And yet there was just a sense of it's not happening. And in our conversations, you know, a year ago, we were able to see that, you know, there's a possibility here for some of these things to come to fruition and maybe in a quicker way than we anticipate. Maybe it's not so striving, not so much, not so hard um, that we can get some help um, and dive in and, and, you know, do the things that we really long to do in our heart that we thought at that point we might have to just give up on dreams again. Yeah. So that's, that's the 32nd, 50,000 foot mm. view uh, from my perspective. Um, I don't know what Celeste might add to that. Yeah. Well, there was also a big question of, because I, I wanted to, to move forward and not hesitate. And, um, my goal was I want to be unstuck, have these things I want to do, and I'm pretty clear on what I want to do. I just don't know how to get there. Mm -hmm. Celeste was in a kind of different place in her heart. And, you know, as we talked to um, you all, um, she wasn't sure if, if that was where she wanted to go. And so I can let her kind of fill in those blanks and, mm -hmm. and tell her story as far as how we ended up doing this together because yeah. we did emerge together um which doesn't always happen uh and so we can talk about that some more in a minute but go ahead celeste i'll yeah pass the baton yeah yeah well, so what, what would you say celeste yeah yeah well i mean i i basically got on the first call or whatever with him just because we we do things together <laughs> and um, 
we really we really had no idea like we we just in fact i we really yeah had no idea what even the call was going to be about and um so as he's you know talking about um what he's feeling i was kind of like well i'm just i'm just here to support him you know i think i even said i'm pretty content it to do whatever he wants to do you know and really i think what i very quickly discovered was <clears throat> as Shalice was kind of pulling out of me, like, what's your relationship with, with God like? Like, can you hear him on demand? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I'd heard, I'd heard God, and we'd seen miraculous, literally a miracle in our home that year, and yet, I still just couldn't really grasp God's love for me and didn't know that that was even what was wrong. Um, but, but talking to Shalice with her authenticity and her, her willingness to just get raw and real and, and meet me in health challenges and questions about the tragedies in my life, you know, and, and I, I never talked to anyone <laughs> who was willing to really deal with my, my questions. And so it was just super powerful. And yet I was still like terrified <laughs> because the path to purpose sounded to me still like just another path to disappointment. And I really did not, I was like so conflicted. I knew God was saying, do this. And yet I was like, here we go, jumping off another cliff, another big investment. If it doesn't work out this time, it's going to be devastating. You know, and so fortunately, the Lord gave me some clear dreams literally just a few days before that just like clicked as far as and, and I don't I didn't have dreams. Um, so but this dream, sh she mentioned something. And I knew right away it was that dream. And so that was God's love for me, you know, showing me, w willing to step in and say, no, this, this is, there's something here for you in this. And uh, I mean, I've been a Christian, I mean, thought I knew Jesus all my life. I don't remember ever, ever not. Um, but just Emerge helped me really see where I was so disconnected from God. You know, Shalice always says, we see ourselves down here and God way up here. And, and we're always trying to reach up to God, reach up to God, do something to get to God. And, and I just felt like I had failed in doing that or God didn't want to meet me or I didn't know what, but I was kind of at the point last year where like, yes, I, I believe in God and I'm not willing to let go of my faith, but I was kind of willing to let go of still finding that intimacy. I was, I was kind of just ready to, in a different way, but like Paul was saying, just Settle for go that. through the motions, you know, try to find some happiness here and there, 
for the next 30 or 40 years until we die. (laughs) 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 Maybe Jesus will come back and short circuit the whole thing. Oh, I know. I, I, I'm just listening, just like, thank you, Jesus. I mean, God is so good. You know, he is so good. And it's hard because, you know, now you're not there. Sometimes it's hard to remember, right, exactly where you guys started from. Uh, The transformation has just been incredible. Jesus has just done the most incredible things in uh, watching him work. I mean, I love, I always tell people, you know, that emerges a call from God, just like your purpose is a call from God. And it always feels super dramatic when I say that, (laughs) you know, it's like, okay, either I'm crazy or I'm not, but, you know, I love revisiting the story because I mean, it really was, you know, the Holy spirit drawing you into this because he had plans. And, you know, I think sometimes we can get so disconnected from the idea that God is with us. God is in us. He's experiencing life as us, because he sees everything through our, you know, he feels every emotion. He feels every disappointment as deeply as we do, because he's in our heart. He's in our, in our mind. He's one with us. And it's so easy to think that, you know, that Jesus knew exactly where you guys were. The Holy Spirit knew exactly where you guys were. So let's chat a little bit about as you stepped into Emerge and said yes to that last year, scared as you were, but yet also knowing it was God. Um, And I think scared because, you know, it's like you said, when you've had disappointments and you've had all these things in your life, tragedies and all these things where you think God hasn't shown up or you have all of these things, it is scary because you just, and now it's like one more disappointment is even more devastating. But what were some of the big things that God did for you guys and Emerge. And I tell people Emerge is like, you know, no other program because it really is about you having conversations with God, you having encounters with God. Um, so what were some of those, what was most impactful? What really, I mean, cause there's a lot of things we could say about that, but what kind of summarize that? And Paul, why don't you, you jump off with that? What do you feel like God did and Emerge besides, you know, the obvious things that we might say? I think, um, <clears throat> As far as hearing from God and encounters with God, the thing that struck me the most uh, looking back was that um, I had had uh, encounters with the Lord. I mean, I had had, you know, visions and, you know, near audible voices and and seeing angels and various things. Um, So there was an expectation in me of, of that that was a possibility in my relationship with the Lord, but it was always um, the assumption was that it was always God initiated in that, um, you know, I'm just going along through life and God might interrupt my life by, you know, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was the, the pattern of my expectation. And, and what I learned in Emerge was that um, I have a lot more um, control over that aspect of my relationship with the Lord than I thought. It's not that I control God. It's that the relationship is so intimate is that he's always there. He, I mean, we are united with him and <clears throat> he dwells in us. There is no distance to be crossed. And um, so whether it's a, whether it's a supernatural experience or just an awareness that what's going on in my heart and mind is valid and is from the Lord, you know, pick your extreme, but that the nature of the relationship is much more intimate than I allowed it to be in the past and that it, it was possible for me to take initiative and make changes in what I do in my relationship with the Lord that would make the frequency of that much greater, if not, you know, daily, if not hourly. So that was probably one of the more um, life-changing revelations in that that initiative on my part would be quickly met by the Lord and that um, there is a, a dialogue that that um, can go on 
you know, in, in you know, Paul says, you know, be in prayer always. Um, and he's not saying to be on your knees, on your face in prayer always. He's saying that that, that dialogue between you and the Lord is, is a constant conversation, even while you're sleeping, even while you're working, even while you're out doing something else. And so that was extremely helpful um, to know that, you know, I had some control over that, uh, a great deal of control over that. Um, the other big part was for me being able to make sense of the past and to reconcile um, really bad things. I mean, I did, I've had a good life. I've had a comfortable life, but I haven't always had a pleasant life. <laughs> you know, I haven't been abused or I haven't, I haven't had been on drugs or I, um, but there are things that happened where my expectations from God were not met and they were devastating. And to be able to go back through the tools and, and, and with the team in Emerge do, um, you know, EFT and RMR and, and coaching to be able to look at that and step back and say, okay, what did you make that to mean? And what does it really mean? Um, that was transforming because um, I had, you know, the, the words and the dreams were genuinely from the Lord and I genuinely acted on them and it didn't go as planned. And so when you draw conclusions about who God is, based on your circumstances not going as planned, then your whole relationship with God becomes tainted and, and distorted and perverted. And to be able to step back in a safe way with a, with a bunch of people who are in the same boat and say, you know, God wasn't punishing you and he wasn't out to get you and he wasn't bait and switch carrot and stick you, you know, there was um, a way through this that, that um, doesn't amount to God coming out to be the bad guy and you coming out to be the unfaithful guy. Um, it amounts to walking through life with him and being able to look at it in a, in with the mind of Christ and with, with you know the eyes of the Lord and His love for you, and through His lenses and not through your lenses. So, you know, I if you're thinking about doing this, do it before you're 50 because there's a lot of life history to go back through. <laughs> so, do it at 18 so your life history is not so. <laughs> True. But I, I was, I, I'm so grateful to be able to go back and recast my past to be poetic and say, you know, Lord, I see what you saw now and it's okay. And we're going to move forward with those dreams now um, because I see how we can put these pieces together and that your intent was still for good to me when things didn't go as planned. So to answer your question, those two things, being able to hear from the Lord and understand that I can take some responsibility for that and to look at my past through God's eyes. Mm -hmm. Those two things primarily were, were revolutionary for me to be able to move forward without baggage now and with confidence and hope. Yeah. So I'm going to just, for those of you that are just, let me just say it this way. Encounters with God are self-initiated self just as much as they are God-initiated. And I, I just want to kind of reiterate that point with Paul because it's like any other relationship that we have. There are some times when my husband comes and says, let's go out to dinner. Let's go on a date. And there are some times when I go to my husband, I'm like, well, hey, you want to hang out? You want to go to the movies? Let's go, to, let's go hang out. And so it's a two-way street, you know? And 
So God initiates all kinds of things in our lives and we can initiate all things in our lives. When you are one and there's no separation and you've already been given all things pertaining to life and godliness, you are a container of heaven. There's nothing left to do to accomplish except for you to believe it so that you can experience it. It changes the way that you relate, not just to God, but to yourself and to actually the physical realm and reality. So <clears throat> I just want to kind of piggyback off what Paul said, because there is no way to fulfill your purpose without supernatural encounters with God, uh, without being led by the spirit. And if you're like me, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. A lot of days, you know, I need lots of help. And so I just kind of wanted to reiterate that, that that is, that is normal. That's a normal relationship with God. And it's not something that most of us learned growing up in church. It's not something most of us here on a regular basis or are taught in a practical way. And so I want to just inspire you and encourage you that there's more, right? And then the second piece I'm going to go over to Celeste about, because I know she's got a lot to say about recasting the past, which I love that phrase. So Celeste, for you, there was so much God did. I, I, I almost missed that time because it was so awesome watching God move and watching the transformation, but for you, what, how would you put it into your words about that experience that you went through when you were in that three-month time with, with Emerge? Well, I mean, I just, I want to echo, you know, I, I think <laughs> there are a lot of us in this, in this tribe that are 40-somethings, 50-somethings, um, because you get to this point in life and you go, I can't pretend anymore. I, this, this, this has to be real or, or not. I don't know. And uh, so, yeah, I would ditto encourage any of you young folks who are watching to, to dig into this right now uh, because, yeah, now is the time. <laughs> But, boy, I remember at the beginning when you were trying to tell me that I could reframe the past. I could, I could reframe my dad's death at the age of 12. You know, he was my best friend, and, and he died suddenly. And <clears throat> at first, I was just like, what do you mean reframe it? It it is what it is. How, how can it be different from what it is? But I just like Paul was saying, I came to see how I made so much meaning out of that experience. You know, at 12 when that I I wish I had had help like like we've had back then to to walk through something like that and um not have to blame God, not have to blame myself, not have to just um make it mean so much about my life. And, and I didn't know, again, I, I didn't, I haven't realized until Emerge, like what meanings I had made out of things and, and really couldn't even grasp the concept that I had done that and that I could change that. I mean, it's pretty easy to grasp that you make meaning out of your life experiences, but changing those meanings was just like, what do you mean? How can I do that? I, and so again, just having you walk me through that process in such an authentic, practical you know, I come and I have this pain or, 
I have this hurt and walking through how to um, how to see that in a different light and see where Jesus was in that situation and just how much he loves me right now, how much he's always loved me from before the foundation of the world, how much he will always love me no matter what I do. I, I just, I did not realize that I didn't have a true grasp on that yeah i just yeah i wanted to i mean yeah. i i've been a very good girl all my life <laughs> for the most part i mean yeah a little pride a little not that those things are insignificant but what's significant is my judgment of god mm -hmm. and my judgment of myself mm -hmm. and I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And that's what's changed my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I can share the gospel now as really good news that I just, I don't know how I could not have known it all this time, but, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not in a real and practical and, and transformative way. Um, and, and I still, I still am struggling. I mean, last, last week I went out for another walk and I was like, okay, God, who are you? Who are you in this moment? Who am I? So it's not like every question has faded long into the past, but now I know how to get to the, the core of the issues. I know how to, I have confidence to go to God as a good father who is there, is going to take care of me, no matter what it may look like. Um, yeah, just my whole perception of of who I am and who God is has has pretty radically changed. And I'll also say this: I mean, we had started listening to to union based messages, like from John Crowder, um, but but it wasn't until we went through emerge and and walked through you know, talking these things out with usually that, um, that it got real. So, yeah. and, and that it's, and it still is, mm -hmm. still this tribe is really important to us and really valuable to us to be able to, um, to keep going, you know, when you have, when you have 30 plus years of that, of those patterns, um, they can be kind of hard to break. And so, so having the support and the encouragement and even just listening to your prayers on, on every call, it's like, I'm learning to pray that way. I'm learning to pray the scriptures in a new and meaningful way. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I think what you said is so, so important, Celeste. It's not that we get to a place <clears throat> in our life where we, you know, don't encounter trials and tribulations or we don't have obstacles. I mean, I read my Bible and the path to purpose for every single person was full of, incredible resistance and impossible situations and lion's dens and, you know, seas that needed to part and jail time where angels needed to come and let people go. <laughs> I mean, like it's a dramatic story when you are following Jesus. 
I mean, I think a lot of people don't even want to sign up for that, number one. But number two, I mean, being in a place where you need God to show up or you need a miracle or you need something from the Lord in order to keep moving forward, you know, it's so easy to think that you're doing something wrong or that God isn't there or, you know, all of these things that we, we, we think, right, when we just go through the resistance and the challenges of being a human being in a world that is still discovering what Jesus has accomplished. And I think what, what the difference I heard you say, Celeste, and I know for me, and I, I've been, you know, on the path to purpose now for 20 something years, it's just when you have that intimate relationship with God and you are fully convinced <laughs> because of experiences with him, I mean, personal experiences with him, not just scriptures you've read or things that people have said, but you've had personal experiences with him and personal history of his goodness and encounters, you know, you just know how to get resolve these things. You know how to resolve the questions. You know how to make, you may not understand everything in the moment, right? You may not grasp everything, but there, you grasp onto some really amazing things that you know, and you have relationship. So it's like, you're not going through it alone. You're going through it with the expectation that God is doing something amazing in the midst of whatever you're going through and that it absolutely is not only going to work out because he always causes us to triumph and you really can start to believe that but you also recognize that through that experience that there's something amazing happening in you and that is that is from my perspective what it means to be a a mature son to be someone who is really being led by the spirit and operating from that same place of intimacy that Jesus operated with the father, where he was just saying what the father was saying. He was doing what the father was doing and he was following what the father was asking him to do. Uh, you know, and that level of intimacy is something that we all are, are destined by the Lord to, to enjoy. And so Celeste, I love that. I mean, it's not again, that life just becomes like, you know, trouble free. It's just your experience of it changes and your access to God in the middle of it to walk through it completely and radically shifts. So now, now I want to chat about in the rest of the time that we have together, what you guys are called to do and where you are in the process of fulfilling that. So it's so exciting. <clears throat> I've had to really work with both of them. By the way, you guys, uh, me and the father have had to really work with both of them to, to, to totally convince, like help them just grasp and say, okay, this is really who I am because it's so glorious. So when you say, share this part, I want you to own it like, you, you know, because it's real. It's real. Step into heaven and let's talk about it, Paul. So you go first. <clears throat> talk about who you are and what you're called to do now. Well, it is hard to, you know, to, to grasp as far as, you know, it seems so distant for so many years. But so coming out of Emerge, we had a pretty clear picture of, you know, making the connection between um, what we thought were long lost dreams and um, uh, some specific steps to take to make those come to pass. And so right now <clears throat> I am um, working on a book. I've wanted for a long time to write a book about the church because when I look at scripture and when I look at the church in practice, there seems to be a huge gap. And uh, even my own experience over 30 plus years of being you know, pretty involved in the church and church leadership there is um, a significant disconnect between what I think the Lord had in mind and what actually came to pass. Mm -hmm. So trying to um, write some thoughts about that and how we can solve some of those problems and, and bring about change in the church. And my ultimate goal would be to, um, as an apostolic leader in the church, to help other leaders bring significant reform to the church that um, they could see what God sees as far as, you know, what's the bride, what's the body, you know, what, what was really intended um, with this intimate relationship. It wasn't intended to be just with individuals. It was intended to be with a, you know, a body of, of believers working together 
in a mature way um, and uh, in unity and understanding who God is and who they are. And, and so my goal is to take, you know, all those thoughts and ideas and get them written down and, and be involved in being part of the solution within the church and bringing reform, significant reform to the church. We know we're being shaken, you know, you know, current circumstances make it patently obvious to the curious, to any observer that, that we're being shaken. And so what are you going to do during and after the shaking? You know, are you just going to put it back together like it was? It wasn't really working. So I want to be part of that and I will be part of that. And um, so the first step in that is writing the book, which I'm in the middle of with uh, ongoing help from the uh, Rethink and Shalice and coaches and other people who have written books before and um, other people who have been involved in the church before. And so we're walking through that process, just the practical putting words on a page and it's going to happen. There's going to be a book and there's going to be several books. Yep. Um, you know, we haven't really, you know, there's part of the team at, Re, at, at Rethink and part of Emerge is, is prophetic words and prophetic interaction with uh, Doc and those guys. And, and so there's, a, there's ongoing input of, of um, where I'm headed and what I'm doing and, and practical steps to take that. So I'm writing a book uh, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about it. It's pretty much all I think about right now. <laughs> I still have a nine to five job, which, you know, I have to be responsible for. And which is, it it is that job, as much as I've wanted to leave so many times, is still a gift from the Lord right now. Um, I'm able to work from home. I have a lot of freedom. um, And that is part of the plan, even though it was a confusing part of the plan for me for a long time, because it it wasn't the burden of my heart. But, um, and after... You know, I'm expecting as we head into next year to have um, opportunity to speak and engage with other churches and engage with other leaders and really start to build a network of people that will be part of the solution to um, what I believe is a very sick, ill church that, you know, a, a bride that needs more than just a revival spark, you know, she needs a new vision of who she is. And um, I want to be part of that and I will be part of that. So, um, and then there's, there's personal things that are ancillary, but related, you know, we live in this rural property and, you know, I have a huge desire to see the kingdom, you know, what does the kingdom look like in nature? What does the kingdom look like um, in farming? Um, what does the dynamic look like of, of people in church and, and, and um, relationships and community and look in close local community and, and providing for one another and, and growing stuff and giving it away for one another. It, it's all part of um, what the Lord has put on my heart for years that, that I have now, I can see a, a slow but steady um, path to making that a reality. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident that um, it's going to happen. Okay. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's my story. So exciting. So exciting. exciting. You know, so in a nutshell, Paul is a church reformer, apostolic leader, author, and network leader who is here to, I love what you said give the bride a new and a, a new vision of herself. Right. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful, Paul. I mean, the grace that is on his life is so palatable and so um, real. I mean, we get to enjoy it even in our tribe now, you know, Papa Paul is a, is, is a, is a go-to, you know, he's got depth of understanding in this, in, in so many areas. And so very excited about this book, very excited about the impact that you are destined to have and what's coming, Paul. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited just in so, on so many levels for that. And I also love the way that the Father has transformed your heart, even about 
you know, the season of your working and writing, you know, working outside of vocational ministry, working outside of those things and how that has literally been, like you said, a blessing and a gift from the Lord. And I, it's scriptural as well. You know, I mean, Paul was very much um, involved in, at times in, in, you know, non-ministry vocational activities at the same time he was building the church and on top of the foundation of Jesus. And, and so anyway, I just love what God's doing. And so Celeste, let's talk about your call. And, you know, I love the the thing that was so interesting to me is to watch you kind of being the, I'm just going to support whatever Paul's doing. I'm just going to be a part of his dreams and then watch this like firecracker come out of this woman that has been so awesome. I mean, this is explosion. And so, so let's talk about you were not left behind. You didn't have just a supportive role in in the vision that God had given Paul, talk about what God's d- done and who you are in the body of Christ and what you're here to do. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I think a lot of things have, I know they've always been there. I just, I had come to the place where. I just didn't see, uh, they just, they'd faded away so much and I didn't really see an opportunity to like step out and speak my heart or, man, I don't know how exactly to describe it, but um, I had already had a, a a tug on my heart to minister to people who are in chronic pain. Um, I've I've had chronic pain since twenty years old, um, migraines and and fibromyalgia type pain, um, and so and I've been seeking healing for it for all those years you know but again from that I'm down here God's up here I need him to come do something for me and um so now I'm I'm at a place of transformation and understanding that I feel like I can really um have a ministry where I can I can actually heal people, see see physical healings, but really help them come to a place where they know who God is from the inside out in such a transformative way that that's what heals them. Their their body and their whole atmosphere is transformed by the knowledge of of God's never changing, unending love for them, um, and really grasping that, really being able to believe it, even in the midst of pain. Um, that's what's changing me, and I believe that's what really heals. It's it's from understanding that from the core of who you are that changes your very DNA to experience God's love. And so that's, um, I've started doing that some and it's been really fun and really exciting. And, and I am finding my voice, you know, the, the deep things in my heart that I've, I've always wanted to love and serve God, but I couldn't like make the connection to, to God to see that be such a reality. And um, yeah, now I, I, I am, and I'm, I'm here to 
be and do exactly what he wants to be and do in me. So, and, so, and so. I do have a book that I'm, <laughs> I've barely started on. <laughs> um, yes. yes. So but I think, Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Paul. Just to emphasize Celeste's change. I mean, she's she's just not the same person um, in a very good way, you know, from a year ago. And she's, you know, had opportunity to minister to some folks um, and to to counsel them and talk to them and pray with them, in particular about you know healing, which is what she wants to do. But she's enjoying that. It's like, wow, the, the spirit is is using me. He's I don't know where that came from. I don't know, I don't know those verses. I don't I don't know where those words came from. And and the and the person will give them feedback at the end. Well, that was so amazing. I'm so encouraged. I feel so much better. And so she's just blossoming in a way that I could never have imagined a year ago. Um you know, she's praying. We usually pray with our kids at the end of the day before we all go to bed. And it's just a tradition we've gained. And she steals all my prayers. She just does all the talking. And, um, you know, she's, we have a house church that we meet with and, and she's like lit into these people. And it's like, well, you're not believing this and your faith is, is, you know, you're united with Jesus. What are you thinking like that for? And, so it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. And, you know, we, I'll just share this um, testimony with Celeste. I mean, you know, we have, an, we have one of our students that are going through Emerge right now and has had chronic pain and chronic trauma from years and years of things. And the Holy Spirit very clearly was like, she needs to meet with Celeste. She, she, Celeste needs to minister to her. And one meeting with Celeste, she comes back the next week to our coaching call and she's a completely in a completely different place. So I just want to say the fruit coming out of Celeste's ministry and, and her walk with Jesus is, I mean, it's just beginning to bud and it's already ridiculously amazing because the Holy Spirit is using her. The Holy Spirit, she's become this vessel of, of glory that is coming through because she recognizes that she's one with, uh, with him. And, you know, that's the thing that I wanted to, to just reiterate with Celeste. I mean, I think for me, the biggest transformation is like she said earlier, just, you know, from trying to get God to do something you know, and doing everything you can to do something and then blaming yourself because you can't get God to do it and then trying to figure out what you're doing wrong. So God will do it. I mean, it's an exhausting exercise to try to get healed from a God who's not healing you and to, to tra transition into a space of, wait a second, I am one with the risen Lord Jesus Christ. I am one right now seated in heavenly places. And starting to literally just begin to marinate in this reality that I'm not trying to get to God to do anything. I'm trying to freaking believe what he already did, you know, <laughs> and trying to believe what he already did is a very different activity than trying to get God to do something and it not working over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. And so I just articulated, you know, I think really clearly for Celeste, you need to come back and listen to this, Celeste. <laughs> but, um, Really the shift. many times <laughs> yes but that's the shift because that is what celeste is doing in her own life in her own journey to basically manifest christ in her it's this process of believing the gospel it's a process of repenting and believing the gospel that, that heaven has come that it is finished for her and it is glorious to watch and it is glorious to coach. It's these, this couple is a, is a pleasure. It's, it's such an honor to coach them into their destiny. And so I know we're, we're wrapping up here, but I just wanted to quickly talk about, um, you know, the model that we work with people, you know, the fact that we have a school, the fact that we have coaching programs, the fact that we have, you know, graduate programs that help people write books and help people launch ministries and businesses and, all kinds of visions that God gives them is a very different model 
You know, people are used to going to church, coming home, going to Bible studies, coming home, doing small groups, coming home, reading books, going to conferences, watching God TV, going to revival services, going to prayer houses. Um, There's all of these like things that people do as Christians. I'm raising my hand. Okay. And, um, you know, this idea of, of a coach, the idea of paying someone to coach you, the idea of actually even paying anybody to do anything in the body of Christ, like that's a whole nother mindset that I should probably do a series of Facebook lives on. Um, it, it's just something that is sometimes a struggle for people to get over. It's sometimes a shock to our system because, you know, wait, this is church. This is ministry. What are we doing? Like, like what do you mean coach? Like, I, I are, are you a pastor? Are you like, there's just so much um, confrontation with the wineskin of what church is in our heads and what the body of how the body of Christ is meant to function. And, you know, I pastored for eight years. There's not a wineskin I haven't functioned in. So I get all of it. I've been a Christian now for 52 years. Well, 42, because I got sick when I was 10, although I, I don't know, long story. So Paul quickly, Talk to me about that and how you, how you think about these things and why you continue to invest in it and why, why you've said yes to that non-traditionally, sometimes, you know, just a completely different thing. It was a leap for us. I mean, we were unfamiliar with, I mean, I was familiar with the idea of a life coach as far as in general, you know, maybe some executive, you know, wants to, you know, tweak their approach to something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but not in regard to the church. Like you said, my, my thinking on the church was local church, pastors, small groups, you know, that's what we do. Maybe a conference now and then. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, it did take a while, you know, for me to make the adjustment uh, in my mind. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, what you begin to conclude is that, well, this is church. Um, this type of interaction is what the church should be doing. And there shouldn't have to be um, uh, some particular, it shouldn't have to have a pedigree from, you know, so-and-so theology department from whatever to be called the work of the church um, because we're here, we're building each other up. We're using our gifts to build each other up in love. And we're working together in a way that um, makes us more mature. And all that dynamic is exactly what's described in Ephesians four, which is what describes, you know, a healthy functioning church. And so when, if you get past the labels, um, this is really what we should all be doing, isn't it? I mean, we should all have mentors and coaches in our lives that are more mature than us, that are able to draw us out and spur us along and, and launch us out. Um, I mean, it, it's, it is the church. So, I mean, and as far as, as cost is concerned, that, that was that was an initial hurdle as far as just the mental, um, you know, I'm writing a check and uh, I don't really know what it's for. <laughs> uh, but that was kind of quickly the if you have to try because we're Western, whatever, if we have to try and put value to money that that's that argument is solved really quickly because if you want to make a career change and you want to go to two years of community college and become an EMT or something, well, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to make that investment so that your life will be different so that you can hear from people instructing you in stuff that they know about that you don't know about, and then you can go do what they do. Well, how is that different? Um, And so we're willing to do that. But when it comes to thinking of it in terms of the church and work in the church, well, it's like, well, it's, it's all open source, isn't it? Isn't it supposed to be free? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be, you know, trusting God? And, <laughs> and it's just a, a stupid argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, 
the the Lord is in charge of those things, and He's in charge of those dynamics, and He's in charge of providing. And 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 if you're united with Him and you're about the work that He wants you to do, then of course the money is going to be there to do what you need to do. And that's really not the first button on the church. The first button on the church is how bad do you want to experience the fullness of what Jesus died for? That's the first question to ask. Do you see what he died for and the price that he paid? What ratio is that to what you're experiencing? And what are you willing to do to make that ratio close? And, and to me, this experience with Emerge is like a no-brainer because we want to put everything on the table and talk about it and throw stuff out and bring stuff in. And we're going to shorten the gap here between, you know, what's going on with Jesus and what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it just becomes um, not really an issue the more you see what the Lord is up to and the more you see that our thinking is stuck in what the church should be and how the church should behave. Um, the labels are kind of, mm-hmm. they're just labels. It's the church being the church. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. Well, we are out of time, but I want to tell you guys, thank you so much. Thank you for just sharing your journey for being authentic and and vulnerable here today. I tell you, for me, that's one of the most, you know, I I loved that that's kind of part of what we've been able to do together. It's just kind of, you know, let's just cut the bull corn and let's just get real, you know, about everything, about everything. You know, Um, I I was coaching my emergers yesterday about just, you know, you just got to show up with Jesus and talk to him the way you you, want to talk you know, quit acting like he's going to be offended by you saying out loud what you're already thinking and he's already hearing. (laughs) So I love that about us. I love that about you guys. And I am just super excited for 2021 for you. This is, um, you know, you, I feel like this year and I'll just share this as we leave. I feel like this year it's all been about, you know, uh, building that foundation and this platform, like launching pad really. Um, that, you know, there were, you, you had to get some things repaired down here in the foundation. And then we had to build some things up here for this platform, but that you guys really are in position in 2021 to launch. And, um, I, I just know that there's just such an acceleration coming for both of you and that it's just super exciting. I just can see angels very, very busy, very, very busy um, on your behalf, moving the, all of the things into position and getting everything together. And I think, you know, if I could say anything to you guys today, that'll bless you, but also really for everybody that's listening, it's really, really easy to forget that there are people in your future that need the gift of you, that need the gift of what you carry, um, that you know, there is a church, there's a bride waiting to be healed and waiting to, to get, catch a vision of who she is, that there are other people like the people you're already meeting with Celeste that are desperately in need of what you carry. And that goes for everybody that's listening. I mean, I think one of the biggest transformations in my own life is coming to the recognition on a regular basis that at the end of the day, none of this is really about me, that it is really about the Pauls and the Celeste and the you guys out there that anything that we have to endure, anything that we have to leave, anything that we have to let go of, anything that we have to forget, anything that we have to overcome um, is worth it because on the other side of it, there are people's lives that are going to be transformed by your obedience And so this is the fruit today of my obedience, of my sacrifices, of all the things that I've done. And it is so worth it. People are worth it. People are worth laying down your life for and overcoming whatever that you need to overcome and standing to believe that Jesus is who he says he is because it's not just for you. It's for those that are in your future. And so there's a lot of people in your future that are calling out um, for who you guys are. And so I just bless bless you. I bless your family. I bless your Christmas. I bless 
your books. I bless your ministries. And um, I just love you guys. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Love you yes. too. It's been fun. Yay. And then I'll, we'll make sure in the comments, guys, as we wrap up here to make sure to We'll have the link so that you can talk to uh, someone on our team, talk to Tiffany, talk to Kristen, talk to myself about, you know, learn more about Emerge, learn more about how you can get on this crazy train, this awesome ride with us. And uh, we will see you soon, hopefully on a call. All right. Love you guys. Have a blessed and awesome day. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalisa's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training, where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.